Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what up? This is Hit That Line. I am your host, Zach Barry. Back again for... As I am efforting because I just drew a complete blank. We are in week eight of the college football season. Feels like it has flown by, but um, man, the slate coming up the next couple weeks for Ole Miss is probably going to feel like it's going to take forever because it is just tough game after tough game after tough game. Um, as the Rebels are now first in the SEC West, they will be taking on LSU Saturday, 2.30. But... Before I welcome in Ben and Austin uh, to talk week eight, talk old Miss LSU, and to give our locks, I'm going to remind you of the good folks that bring this show to you. You're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates. Look no further than Davis McCord. He's your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around and give State Farm agent Davis McCord a call, 901 955-6110. Show also brought to you by the good folks at Clinical Urology Associates. Dr. Jennings, an almost graduate, is here to make that difficult time of a vasectomy easier on you. Um, Now offering special in-office sedation for those vasectomy patients. And uh, they also can help you when uh, you're looking to perform in the clutch if you're uh, struggling with that as well. Uh, They do uh, offer... Minimally invasive surgery, including the use of advanced laparoscopic procedures. And um, he and his team of medical professionals are looking forward to providing excellent health care to the people of the great state of Alabama and beyond as they do accept all forms of insurance. So anybody and everybody can go there and see Dr. Jennings and the rest of the team at CUA. So go all in, lay the points at one of their five locations in North Alabama and keep your health in the black. Give them a call, 256-492-4040, extension 4. All right, I mentioned Ben and Austin are here. Nick is not here with us. He will be sending his locks along, so don't worry. We will have those for you. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we doing? 
Oh man, just uh, ready for Saturday. Really, I mean, this is the this is the prime of the of the season for Ole Miss. You know, we we talked a few weeks ago. Very realistic chance of starting seven and zero. They started seven and zero, and then we even said, you know, it's possible that they could finish nine and three. I think that we would be a little disappointed with that, but on, on the whole, though, nine and three season in Oxford's always good. So. Uh, just going to enjoy the ride for the last few weeks. Hopefully, we'll, you know, we can, you know, Ole Miss goes down to LSU Saturday, though, and wins. All bets are off at that point for me. Like, I, you know, that you're starting to flirt with quote unquote special season. So, mm-hmm. um, um, just enjoying the ride. Oh, absolutely. Look, if you win Saturday, the margin for error increases a little bit. Now, it's still, we still have Murderers Row in the West, but the season to date has played out pretty much like most of us expected it to, you know, we had a long runway, a long ramp up period to get our guys ready to get Jackson Dart's feet under him, breaking the newcomers. All that has gone pretty much according to plan. You win Saturday. I mean, that that's one Saturday. I'm not saying we had it circled as a loss, but it was certainly at minimum a toss up, right? And it still is. It's a, it's a toss up. But if you win Saturday, as you said, Ben, it's, you're off to the races. You can afford theoretically then maybe, maybe two losses in the West. Maybe we'll, we'll see how Bama finishes the year. But, and again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You got to win first, Mm -hmm. but once you, if when and or if we win Saturday, you can start to think about things that Ole Miss fans haven't had the luxury of thinking about often over the last, you know, 50 years or so. Well, uh, just quick, uh, quick diversion here before we get started. Um, speaking of special season, uh, it was not a special week for the uh, the crew last week. Sands Austin Austin had his had himself a three and zero week, um, and he is uh, starting to catch fire here. Uh, ben and Nick both went zero and three, and then so I was I was a just a North Carolina, you know toddler playing with their food refusing to even drink the milk with duke and uh didn't cover the seven and i went one and two so uh 36 and 49 overall as a group now we were man we were starting to get back on track and then man last week outside of austin just uh austin is five and one in his last six i i had a commanding lead over him just a few weeks ago and five and one out of six. And I'm, I think two and four out of my last six. That'll, that'll tell, I think we're tied now with 11 wins. Um, yeah, Austin, 11, uh, yeah. 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 We're tied. Austin uh, joins Ben as the only other person in the crew to have a three and a week. Um, we've had some close ones. We've had some pushes that have ruined it. Um, but, uh, but yeah. All right. We got yeah, and, and not to make excuses for the group performance here, but this year really feels like there's such variability week to week. I know college football has always been kind of fluky where, you know, one team will get up for one game and, and look like world beaters and the next week they lose to a G5 school. Like that's always been the case in college football. But it feels like this week you're not even really – we're not even really getting consistency out of the top – like like teams in the top ten. You yeah. know, like it, it's yeah. like everybody yeah. – yes. everybody has a couple of clunkers in them all of a sudden. Like not just yeah. – mediocre games but like 
teams that are in the top five just go out and piss down their leg against teams they have no business losing games to or or allowing to be competitive. Texas. Alabama, yeah. Texas, yeah. It's like week in and week out. They're, they're just not elite play. No. No, every single team is beatable. I, I admittedly have not watched Ohio State, so I don't know about them. But um, every team seems beatable this year. And and the Lions, I mean, you just can't pick it. I think it's probably going to be one of the worst years for the gambler ever. because I think so, yeah. I mean, that I can remember at least. I And I've probably been following lines and spreads for the last 10 years. I can't remember a year this unpredictable. And look, it, it may be due in part, at least, to the transfer portal. It I mean, may you've be. You've gotten new faces gonna, all yeah. all over the place, you know, all over the place. New faces, guys that have to play major roles for a team that haven't even been there for six months, you know. And I think some games you get great performances out of those guys, and other games you see inconsistency just due to lack of familiarity, lack of system knowledge, you know, uh, experience in, a, in that system or with that coaching staff. I, I think that may – partially explain it but it's just i don't know it feels like a weird year and the other thing that i noticed this week i looked because it I felt like this and so i went and looked scoring is actually up in college football this year so typically your average total for a college football game is 54 and a half 55 or so this year we're all the way up to 58 so Oof. you're seeing some shootouts yeah yeah, yeah. so 58s are the average total yeah i i was gonna offer up that as the, the transfer portal with like just you know, so many, you know, roster turnover guys are having to get acclimated, you know, you know, establish themselves in locker rooms, get used to, you know, a different, different system, different offense, different defense, different staff. I mean, I think there are a lot of variables. I mean, it's a, it's fascinating with how just hellacious it's been. Cause I mean, make all the jokes you want about how bad my picks are or how bad we are as a, as a group or, you know, who has a bad week or whatnot. I mean, go back and look like in the archives, like historically we've been pretty solid as a group. Oh yeah. 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 Like, sure. like, like we haven't been like crazy, you know, making a ton of money, but like we've never been this far in the red, this far, in the, you know, down the line in the season. Um, no, I think every year we've been profitable. Actually. I think this will be the first year that, we're, we're gonna well, we got time. With. We got time. Yeah, yeah, we can make it up. Um, all right, so let's just jump into it without further ado. Number seven, Ole Miss at LSU, two thirty p.m. Central Time, Tiger Stadium, Baton Rouge. Ole Miss, uh, I believe, is uh, getting. Is it still one and a half? Uh, yeah, maybe one and a half. I think it's two. two. I, see, I see a two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a two. Which, um, do they give Tiger Stadium like a four point yeah. swing? Yes, I, yeah, I'm sure it gets that. more than the, the, the typical three. Yeah, if the, it doesn't, it should. Let's be honest. Yeah, if if yeah, they don't yeah. give them more than three, they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the total's at 68, I believe. Um, I'm pulling up Odd Shark now. That is so high. Yes, yeah, I, I go on the lock in under. I mean, like, sure, yeah. That's just a big number. Well, that that's that's very uh very on brand, and uh, a great segue to uh, talking about the uh, the trends this week, um, in gambling. I, I did see, as I just 
close that tab, but I will find it for you here. The uh, the under is the play for this one. Um, looking at the trends here on ESPN, thanks to uh, the good folks over there at the Stats and Information Department. Four of LSU's last five games have gone under the total. Four of the last five games between Ole Miss and LSU have gone under. And kind of, you know, bucking that trend of, you know, Lane Kiffin and the high-flying offense and, you know, yada, yada. Ole Miss is 12 and 18 to the over under, um, to the over under Lane Kiffin. Third lowest percentage in the SEC since the start of the 2020 season. So Ole Miss will have games when they score a ton of points. But, like, in these, like, I feel like more so in the conference games, he coaches a very particular way. And I think Lane Kiffin would obviously – I mean, he wants to win first and foremost, but he doesn't care about scoring a ton of points. Like, he's wanting to coach in a way that best suits the personnel and what he has. And I think that this year, especially with the run game and the defense being much improved and how they can kind of control the tempo without tempo um, with running the football and being successful. So, yeah, the under is a great play here. Well, you know, the last two games combined in conference in the last two weeks Ole Miss has played, Ole Miss is averaging 50 points. They scored 100. They scored 52 against Vandy and 48 against Auburn. And so I think this is one of those situations where an overreaction to you're never as high, as explosive as the previous week says you are. And I think this is an overcorrection by Vegas putting it out at 60. I mean, that's a big number. And, and yeah. Ole Miss could get in a shootout with LSU, theoretically, I guess. Um, but I just don't know. I don't see a scenario where they get in three shootouts in a row. Like, that just – that doesn't I, – I just playing the odds here, I, I just – I don't see it coming out and being like a really fast-paced, high-tempo game. Um, I, I, I don't – I don't see anywhere where that happens now. You know, with that, I simply because I think Ole Miss is going to run the football a bunch. I mean, and when I mean, I mean successfully and a lot of attempts. Like I, I would look to how many times did they run it last week? Sixty. I don't know that they'll run it sixty times, but it's certainly, you know, in the forties, fifty uh, carry range is definitely possible. You know, getting Judkins and Evans over twenty carries apiece. Dart runs it ten times. You're already at fifty. Um, that's what I think the game plan would be. And I think that, you know, anyway, well, I'll get to the prediction. I mean, we keep talking about the game, but that's why I'm thinking the under here. I think part of the reason this total is inflated, and I, I agree with you on that idea, is I, th- I think it's too high. I think it opened too high. And as is always the case with Ole Miss totals, somebody out there bets over every week on us. It doesn't matter what the number is. They bet over. And more often than not, over the last two years, whoever is is pumping the over is losing. They're just not paying They're attention. But, yeah. but I think part of what's driving it this week is LSU's performance against Florida. But Florida's defense is historically bad for Florida. So Florida's giving up 440 yards a game, giving up 24 first downs a game. They, they Let me give you some rankings for them. Yards per game given up, they're 102. Yards per play given up, they're 110. They're giving up 6.2 yards a play, Florida is. They're 103 in first downs giving up, giving up their 
They're 124th in third down conversions. I'm not going to keep going. You get the point. Like, they're really bad. So they yeah. made a pretty pedestrian LSU offense look really good last week. I know that mm-hmm. our defense did not look good against Auburn, particularly down the stretch. I'm not making excuses here, but I do think we can offer, you know, ex- explanations about what happened. I think once we got up 21-0, people kind of took their foot off the gas on both sides of the ball and maybe even on the coaching staff to some degree. Mm-hmm. But I just think you had a lot of guys who kind of expected Auburn to quit. I mean, everybody knows the narrative around Auburn's football program, including our, our players. They know. Oh. We got up we got up 21-0. It was past the sticks times for, for Auburn. It was over, right, until it wasn't. And then it's hard to turn it back on. I mean, anybody that's played – Go yeah, yeah. Sorry, keep going. Uh, I'll let you finish. No, I was just gonna say anybody that's played any sport, I don't care the sport, name the sport, ping pong, golf, what just name the sport. Once you stop focusing, concentrating, and like going 100, it's hard to put that train back on the tracks. And I think that's what happened with our guys. I think we thought it was over, we were gonna coast, it was gonna be 42 nothing. You know, by the end of the third, we're gonna have the third string guys in. And instead, Auburn just kept playing football. We missed a few tackles, we let up. Our, you know, energy-wise, focus-wise, we weren't playing as hard. I think our defense sort of uncharacteristically started missing some tackles. You didn't see great effort on the back end particularly. And we let them slowly but surely work their way back in the game. And then it, it's too late to go back to dominating. You're not going to see that this week from Ole Miss. If yeah. Ole Miss is not laser-focused this week, we're going to get run out of the building. I expect us to be dialed in from the snap until the final whistle. I just do. Yeah, they – um. If you remember, and this is going to be Homer alert, okay, Homer take. But I I don't, I think this is really actually true. Ole Miss was up 21 to nothing against Auburn, and it just sat, um, uh, what's it, Ashford? And and maybe Mm -hmm. they had even put somebody else in. It was in the second quarter. They had just sacked him, and it was like third and 18. And he completes that BS, you know, pass down the, the visitor sideline they're going mm. towards the south end zone is like third and 18 they completed for yeah, a person yeah. you get like 45 uh, or 50 yards if mm-hmm. that play doesn't have we miss a sack i think yeah, it i was may gonna say Kari coleman had a that yes. a perfect delay blitz call and he missed him yeah he just missed him if he makes that tackle i would i will argue that our predictions last week of the 41 17 34 nothing range comes comes true to be true mm. because they were likely going to lay down at that point. Once you go up 28 to nothing or 20, when yeah. it gets to the, the range of man, we got to score four times just to tie it up that players will lay down at that point. And coaches also start hedging. Okay. We don't need to get guys hurt yeah. trying to yeah. come back in a game where you can't come back. But when you cut it to 21 to seven and then, I mean, there's a perfect storm of a lot of stuff like Ole Miss stops on it. They're up. Ole Miss is up 20, for 28 to – I guess it's 28 to 14. Stops on – gets the ball back, drops a pass. Auburn intercepts and kicks a field goal. It's 28-17. Ole Miss kicks right back off. Can't tank Bigsby, Bigsby bust one, and then suddenly it's 28-24, and you're like, what? I mean, yeah. it was a perfect story. I think that game's a lot closer, and I know Auburn ran for 300 yards. I get that. But it was a lot closer. Well, than well let's, let's, let's pause to talk about that piece that you just mentioned, Auburn's running backs. We absolutely should on Auburn's receivers because they're bad. They're not good. They, they're they, bad. I mean, but their running backs 
are far from bad. I mean, yeah. their running backs are two of the best in the SEC. Oh. Ted uh, Bigsby look, is an NFL back. For sure. And Hunter's very good. Yeah. I mean, he Hunter would be a starter NFL there. Roster. Sure, but for Bigsby, Hunter would be the starter at Auburn. So, like, LSU doesn't have those backs. They no. just don't. They no, just don't. They no, don't. Like, Auburn's O-line was banged up. And, like, are there reasons to worry? Is there a cause for concern? Yeah, I think some. I think some of that's fair. I think it's fair to wonder, you know, whether LSU is a better version of Auburn. I think that's fair. But I'm just saying, LSU doesn't have these backs. And LSU's offensive line is okay. But it's not it, It's not the LSU offensive line, you know, of a few years ago. They are not dominant up front like they have been in the past. They mm-hmm. can be had both in the run and in the past game. Um so yeah, look, I, I'm not. I don't think any of us this week are going to predict, you know, 34-17, 34-13, like we predicted against Auburn. But I'm also not going to be suddenly impressed by an LSU performance against a bad Florida team. This LSU team remains virtually the same LSU team that we saw lose to Florida State in Week One. I, I don't see much improvement anywhere. I, maybe Jane Daniels is a little better, but not markedly so. I don't really believe so, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they're the same team, and I think yeah, we're they better yeah. than Florida State. So now, now in the the difference between LSU and Auburn, I, I really think they're almost identical programs. Not programs, but I mean, from a there's a reason the game was so close at Auburn earlier this year, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, is that LSU's power is in their receivers, and right. Auburn's is at running back. That's the only difference, but. Yeah. Would you rather – I'll ask you all this. Would you rather have good running backs against Ole Miss or good receivers against Ole Miss? Oh, I think I'd rather have backs. Me yeah. too. I would rather try to run right at us. We run a three-man front. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's going to be the way to beat Ole Miss is to line up and run right at Ole Miss. Because mm-hmm. when you have a three-man front, any, even if you walk a guy up, there's going to be a lot of guys that can, quote, spy the quarterback, a lot of guys that are playing <clears> – <throat> all across the secondary, it's just hard to get open. I mean, you can yeah. be Randy Moss, but if they've got eight DBs out there, there's only so much you can do. And I'm not saying that their receivers are like Randy Moss. I mean, I know they're good. I, mm-hmm. But frankly, I've not watched a ton of LSU. They're, this is also the same LSU team that got run out of the building by Tennessee. So mm-hmm. just because they – I mean, if – I'll tell you all this. If Ole Miss had lost at home – to Tennessee like LSU did and then followed that up and went to Florida and won a game 38-28, nobody's giving Ole Miss votes in the top 25. No, no. That That is absolutely uniform helmet bias is what that is. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and look, it's biased both ways. It's biased for Florida too. You know what I mean? It like is. like it, right. it's people being impressed by a win that was not impressive just because the team on the other sideline was Florida. That's right. Yeah, I Yeah, I I think that this is a classic wrong team favored type game. I think LSU is getting a lot of credit for beating a bad Florida team and I I just it's kind of silly. Um looking at some stats as we start to make our way towards prediction time. Offensively, LSU is 41st in the country in yards per carry, which is, you know, not bad, but it's it's not world-beating. 
Uh, they're 55th in pass efficiency. I think that speaks to the inconsistencies that Jaden Daniels has had. But defensively, here's where I think the game is won. They're 69th in rush defense, 45th in pass efficiency nice. defense, 115th in sacks allowed. One one five. Ole Miss has 19 sacks on the year. They're second in the SEC. Um, I think you're going to see a defense full strength. Troy Brown should be should be good to go. Should be back. He was kind of in and out in that Auburn game, just being banged up. Cedric Johnson didn't play in that Auburn game. He'll be back. I just think this is a game where Ole Miss is going to really get after Jaden Daniels and challenge him to beat them through the air. I, I mean, I just think. They're going to bring multiple looks at him up front. They're going to – I think we are going to see them switch into a four-man front at times. They're going to – we we know how this defense operates. They're going to just be bringing pressure from all over the place. Um, and I just think this is a game where the, the Ole Miss defense steps up and, and gets some big stops, and then the offense is just going to be business as usual. They're going to run the football with Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins. Jackson Dart's going to extend plays with his legs, pick up big third downs. They're going to keep the chains moving. And I think you're going to see some wrinkles thrown in because you notice a week ago, not a lot of Jonathan Mingo. Um, he was bracketed for most of the game, but I think Kiffin's going to do some things to get him the football. Um, and then on Jordan that point, on that point, Zach, I, I've seen a lot of, you know, gnashing of teeth about our offensive approach last mm -hmm. week. I'll just say this. Like, I think Kiffin and Weiss knew going into the game that we could just run it down the Auburn's throat, and that's what we did. I mean, we did it to the tune of 400-plus yards. Yeah. I understand that, you know, we're we are accustomed. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss fans have been spoiled over the last several years now with high-flying offenses and downfield shots and score from far, and I love to watch those games too. But I, I don't think we we took the approach that we did for any other reason than the simple fact that we knew we could get away with it. Like, you know, th there's no need to do anything more oh, yeah. to run it right at our, and that's exactly what we did. If it so ain't broke, don't do Saturday. It. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at you know, one of um, LSU's best defensive players, Harold Perkins, he's a true freshman. Do yeah. you, do you think that Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins know that? I mean, yeah. Okay, you know, it's the old saying, you know, how big a boy are you? Like, we're going to run yeah. right at you and see what you got, Mr. Five Star. Um, also, do we know I've, – I've heard speculation, and it's just that, speculation. Do we know if Bentley will be available? What, that's what I was about to say. I know he was dressed yeah. out last week. He, I think he still had the cast or he had a brace on. I anticipate him playing, which, again, another wrinkle because we know how dynamic he was early in the year out of the backfield. Jalen Robinson's hamstring can't get right, it seems like. So he's probably going to be a non-factor. Um, but I don't know. I just think that this is just uh, what I was getting at before we hit the record button where I said I had some thoughts. And this is an Ole Miss podcast, and we cover Ole Miss. But I just think also just looking at it in terms of a program that is not used to being in this position of being the hunted and – being a top 10 team and undefeated, I think Ole Miss fans kind of need to just realize like, Hey, Ole Miss is a good team. Like I know that it's, 
what it's what we do in this business where you find things that they did wrong and you try to figure out what they need to do to get better at that. But man, I just think this Ole Miss team is just a good team that finds ways to win week in, week out. They do it different ways. I mean, we saw the Kentucky game. It was all defense. It was controlling the line of scrimmage, winning it in the end with defense. Vanderbilt, they took away the run game. Jackson Dart had himself a day. They threw it all over the yard. Jonathan Mingo broke the single game receiving record, all that. Auburn game, jump out to a huge lead. Auburn fights back, and then they just beat them to a pulp with the run game and just, you know, grind out a two-score win. Um, They've kind of done it in a variety of ways, and I think that's just kind of who they are. Like, it's it's, it's kind of you – know, <laughs> No fluff, like we're, we're just going to run the football and be physical and we're going to play defense and we're going to force turnovers. We're going to get after you in the backfield. We're going to sack you and um, force you into making some bad decisions. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if they keep up with this stat, but you guys have seen it every week. I mean, Ole Miss has dropped a lot of interceptions. Um, and the kid at Vandy, the, the true freshman, A.J. Swan, he still hasn't thrown one, I believe. Um, Ole Miss dropped two. Um, then they had a couple chances. Uh, against Will Levis and then last week against Auburn. But, I mean, it's a very opportunistic, just chaos, just frenzied defense um, that is just really athletic. It can just attack you in different in different ways. So my point, getting to my prediction here, I just think that this is a game where, you know, the, the analytics are pointing to a close one. Um, I know SP Plus has Ole Miss winning by five. I've seen, like, Odd Shark um, – has this game as 40.5 to 30.1 in favor of Ole Miss. Um, I've seen other people that have it, you know, run it through a computer simulation and it's, you know, it's a, it's a tie. Um, these are just the, in my opinion, the types of games where the better team is going to win. And I think that Ole Miss is the better team here. And I like Ole Miss to win. Um, I'm going to call it 30 to 26. I think it's just going to be a, a game that they control and they just get a stop late um, to uh, to secure the victory. But I just run games too much, and I think that uh, that defensive line is going to – I mean, come on, like, lest we forget, I mean, LSU's left tackle was in the hospital two weeks ago, and he's a true freshman. I mean, that guy's going to have his hands full with Tavius Robinson, Cedric Johnson, Kari Coleman, the rest of the crew. So I like Ole Miss to win this one. It'll probably be closer than Ole Miss fans would like, but um, I think the better team's going to win. And, you know, they say run game travels, and they've got a good one. Yep, yep, I agree with you. Look, you were talking about LSU's numbers earlier. LSU's 69th in rush defense, but they're far worse than that in a yards per from a yards per carry standpoint. And I don't know if you hit on this. So LSU's given up over 1,000 yards rushing this year which is good for 69 in the country, but they're in the bottom 20 or 25 in the country in yards per carry allowed at 4.21. So that puts them just worse than UConn, just better than Coastal Carolina. No, I'm sorry. Just worse than Coastal Carolina and just better than UConn. Duke is better. Duke, the same Duke that Mm -hmm. I picked to win less than three games this year. (laughs) Boston College is better. UAB is better. Missouri is better. And it's not as if LSU's been playing as played played Navy or Army. They played Tennessee, who throws the football, Mississippi State, who has Mike Leach as a head coach, 
mm-hmm. Florida State, who ran for 130 yards, Southern University, as in Baton Rouge, not Southern Miss. This is not they're, – they're not great at stopping the run. Now, with that said, Vandy is even worse from a yards for carry standpoint, and they kind of stifled us in the first half. Every game is different. Point being is, I, I agree with you, Zach, running game travels, it, it, it just does. I think this is a better matchup for Ole Miss than Auburn was, frankly, because while we said Auburn quit last, last week before that game, and they, they – or bef- in our last show, we said that Auburn quit um, they showed fight during the game, but it's yeah, just a I think better we were wrong. Because- I think we were wrong about that. Yeah, exactly. I think we were just wrong. Like they, they didn't actually quit. They and credit to them, you know. Credit they to kept playing in that game. Yeah, exactly. Credit to them. And and but they have big running backs, Bigsby, Jacquez Hunter, who are mm-hmm. good. I mean, LSU's not going to have anybody like that, and you need that to line up. Uh, I mean, even even and this is. This is a completely different defense than two years ago. But think about two years ago against South Carolina at home. Anytime you run three men fronts and you've got a big running back on the other side, he's going to get his. LSU does not have that guy. And so I think that this is a much better matchup schematically for Ole Miss than Auburn was. And I look for Ole Miss to win too. Now, I'm not going to go out on some crazy limb and say Ole Miss wins by 20 points. But I think that – I think anywhere – from um, the number you gave, Zach, 30 to 26 to even 40 to 26, depending on how the fourth quarter goes, is yeah. probably what I would take. So give me somewhere in the middle of that. What did, what did I say? Th- give me 35-26. So I'll just add five points to your total. Yeah. Last stat, sort of centric point that I'll make here. LSU has a negative point differential on the year, guys. Now, I know that the LSU game – I'm sorry, the Tennessee oh, wow. game – Excuse that, but but they're minus four point three points on the season. We are plus thirteen point seven. So in terms of our points for versus points against on average, we average forty a game. We give up twenty seven. LSU averages twenty six point three. They give up thirty one a game. So again, I know the the Tennessee result for them dramatically affects that, but and, still, and, <laughs> yeah. And transit property doesn't really work. But let's let's think yeah. about this. The Mississippi State team that just went to Kentucky and got whipped, or I say whipped, that lost the game to a injured Will Levis, went to yeah. LSU and should have won. They were controlling oh, yeah. the football game. It's this yeah, is not yeah. that but this for is a not must LSU. Punt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yes. yeah. Chad Lavalle is not playing defensive line for LSU this year. Like yeah. <laughs> they, they, Marcus Spears is not over there. So I, it. This is not not to say that they don't have talent, and I know they're going to be good. Brian Kelly is a good coach, but I don't know that he necessarily fits there. That's a different conversation. I just think that, you know, this is a year that you can go down there and get them. I will say, and this is – I've been completely pleased with Jackson Dart the whole time, but, man, if he were two years older. You know what I'm saying? Oh, or yeah, if yeah. Matt Craig, yeah. if you had an older quarterback going down there. I, I don't think that it's going to necessarily rattle him that much because – Let's just face it, man. It's like middle of the afternoon. It's not as – and I don't really buy into all that weird, you know, what just the hype of – I've been to – I think every SEC West Stadium but A&M, I think Auburn's louder. Not to, like, start picking on LSU people. 
Auburn's louder. I think Alabama in 2015 was louder. I South, know Carolina, South, Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina, South yeah. Carolina in 08 or 09. Yeah, 09. Yeah. Tennessee yeah. in 21. I mean, you couldn't hear yourself think in that stadium. And so I, I just uh, – long. this guy, he played for USC. He's been in environments, maybe not SEC, but look, it's not as if there's not pressure on, you know, one of the premier programs in college football history. So sure. I, I don't, I'm not really buying that he's going to go down there and get deer and headlights look. And and yeah. look, look, the great equalizer for that is a running game. Who yes, cares right. how loud and the, the ball stadium off. is? Exactly. Yeah. Zach Evans is, doesn't care how loud you are as he runs for <laughs> 12 yards. You know, like that doesn't matter. Uh, and, it, it appears yeah. that nothing is facing Quinshot Judkins at this moment. Exactly. Like, yell all you want. That's not going to tackle him. And like, that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those no, guys okay, average it, like six yards a carry too, or some they, ridiculous number. Their home field is certainly one of the most impressive in sports. We were talking about, you know, what number should it get? It's definitely worth something. But I, I'm going 31-30 Rebs, and I, if for no other reason, to, just to get this plug in, we need to talk about Cruz, man. Our kicker, like I, I think he yeah. hits a game winner for us. He's going to hit a game winner with like 13 seconds left. It's going to be 28-30. We're going to drive down. He's going to nail a game winner. 31-30, we win. Walk off. But, dude, oh, man, he, is, he has been incredible for us this year. And yes. hardly ever gets mentioned. But Picked him up off ex- the waiver wire just before yeah. the first week. But, like, he's a stone-cold killer on field goals. And then the onside kick last week was just as perfectly executed an onside kick as you will ever see. He's yeah. also – is he old? Is this a gr- fifth year or something? I think he's a senior, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you can tell that that dude's old and just doesn't give give a shit about it. Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I make field goals. You know yeah, what I mean? Out, outside, of, outside of kicking it to Barry and Brown a couple times, he's had a all-SEC year. Yeah. Yeah, and even has in that game, I have to wonder. Knock on wood? Knock on wood. I he's don't missed think one. He has. one. I think okay. it. I think it was a long one. He missed one fifty yeah. plus. Yeah. Oh, did he? Who were we playing? I must not have even been paying attention. Uh, let's see. Was it against he Troy, missed, he missed one against Georgia Tech. Okay. So yeah, I did not know that. Um, don't remember going back, going back to the yards per carry thing. Just if you're curious, um, on the season, uh, Quinchon Judkins is averaging five point nine. Zach Evans is averaging 6.1 and Jackson Dart's averaging seven yards per carry. Whoa, that's a sneaky one. Like, so why you would go. you, why would you, that's what everybody's like, throw the ball down the field. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, why? they don't have to. They don't have yeah. to. It's second um, and one every single series yeah, because they're getting yeah. like nine yards on first down. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, if, if Bentley is healthy, if Bentley's healthy, that adds a wrinkle to this offense that not many people have seen yet because That's he's right. faster than Evans and Juckins. He is so now fast. He doesn't have their balance or their power. Like they, they each have their own strengths. But Bitley is a blazer. He is so yeah. fast. I mean, the, the one run he had against Georgia Tech, he's so fast. So fast. Hey, real quick, how many touchdowns does Bitley have on the season? Oh, God. It's like probably five. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. 
but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Is it like really five close. or six? He has four. Okay. So, I mean, the dude just finds the end zone. Oh, and yeah. he's averaging 5.4 yards per carry. So, yeah. I just – I know people – I think it's like the Matt Corral fatigue or maybe like the, the people are just itching for Matt Corral-type numbers and they criticize Dart. But, like, he just hasn't had to do it like Corral had to do it. I mean, Corral had to win games by himself – and I mean, this run game has just been the equalizer to just really help, you know, Jackson Dart kind of slide in there and get comfortable. And I think well, that that's been something that people aren't talking enough about. So you Ole Miss fans are, and we are probably as guilty as anybody um, of the three of us on this show are very accustomed to having to have to throw the ball the way that Corral did in order to stay competitive with yeah. the larger schools in the conference that typically play like we are right now. Mm. And so the the difference in winning, and I know we won 10 games last year, but the difference in consistently and um, comfortably winning at a high level is to be able to pound the football like Ole Miss can right now. And yeah. I will say, I, w- I want to I complain about something. Our third down, it or it seemed like it at least a few series against Auburn. Our third down rushing was terrible. I mean, we got hit behind the line of scrimmage five or six times. I mean, just whipped up front, and uh, that's just a sidebar. I just had to get that out. I feel better now. But and, um, I know they ran for four sixty against Auburn, and people be like, "You're crazy." We ran for four sixty. I agree, but there are a few times where I thought, "Man." You know, if this were a close game, that would be a huge, huge play. It, you know, a huge momentum shift. Yeah. Um, so, everybody's picking a win. This is maybe the first yeah. time I picked the biggest differential. Maybe not. But um, I just I, – you know, 31-30 on a game-winning field goal. Oh, my God. I can't – my little heart just can't take it. I, I mean, I honestly think <laughs> – I, I mean, I, I think – I think Ole Miss is going to have to play a bad game to lose. I mean, I think there's going to have to be some things that go terribly wrong. There's going to have to be some turnovers, some fumbles, some interceptions, and the defense is just going to have to lay an egg. I'm sorry. I just, why, why, Ole Miss why is the better team. think after LSU gets hammered at home by Tennessee, hammered, and I get it, it's Tennessee. Embarrassed. Beat Alabama. Hammered, though. I mean, they got – it was like, what was it, 28 to nothing in the first or Dude, second quarter? And I, We and talked I about it on the was, show. We said that was the lock of the week. Yeah, yeah, and I know every game's different or whatever, but why did why do they get to go beat Florida at Florida and suddenly it's like, well, it looks like LSU's figured their offense out. I'm like, yeah. what? 
What's why are number? we doing I mean wasn't it is it Florida like three and fourteen in their last seventeen? Three and eleven in their last three 14. and eleven last fourteen, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or yeah, sorry. Yeah, bad math journalism. The, um, the second worst in the conference, only to Vanderbilt, who's own fourteen. Yeah. To give you some perspective on how bad Florida's been. Missouri's better than them in their last fourteen. Missouri's years. better than them. Yeah. So like I don't care. South Carolina's better than them. Who's had to go through a coaching change? Yeah, like, like I, I don't care how much they play Tom Petty down there, and it's not the swamp. It's not like it used to be. It's just not. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I just, I think this is just an overinflation, an overreaction, and maybe Vegas, maybe letting their guard down and being a little too emotional with this rivalry game, and thinking, oh boy, here comes Brian Kelly, and uh, no. Like maybe just before in a couple we get years. to our picks, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, this is gonna be Brian Kelly's worst team at, at LSU. Like, he's gonna he's gonna have better teams. They're gonna recruit better. He's gonna he's a good coach. He he's a he's an absolute scumbag. He's a terrible person, but he's a good football coach. So they're gonna be better. But it's not this year. And Ole Miss is a better team, so it doesn't matter. Look, um, I, let me say this. I think that's right. I think this will be his worst team. I think so. But. If you want reason to doubt that, look up the road at Notre Dame. He left them in shambles. I mean, they're trash yeah. on offense. They've got a couple pieces on defense. They're okay. But that was Ke- – but Kelly had been there for, what, 10 years when he left? And that's the team he left them with? They weren't ravaged by the transfer portal or anything. Those dudes stuck around. They just had a bad team. I know that it's more difficult to have a bad team at LSU because of the fertile recruiting ground. It's the only show in town in that state. So I'm, I'm not saying they could ever be Notre Dame talent level bad, but I, I just don't know that it's as sure a thing as I would have bet on prior to seeing this Notre Dame team this year. I did also find it unique, and LSU fans will get pissed if they hear me say this, that somebody would leave Notre Dame for LSU. I know that's a – I know LSU's a premier job, but, man, Notre Dame, it's like they flirt with the college football playoff every year. Oh, yeah. I don't I mean yeah. – yeah. Uh, other than money, I guess, you know, what? Uh, it made sense now when you look at their talents, like, well, he was just trying to get out of town while the getting was good. Exactly. Stay ahead of the posse, yeah. Well, I think he also – he figured out, like, I get to the college football playoff, but I don't have the horses to beat. But I can't win it. Yeah. When, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do at LSU. I mean, it took Joe freaking Burrow to do it. Yeah, one of the greatest teams of all time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's equally, or it's no, it's more, it's more difficult to do it at Notre Dame. Just and look, you can say what you want, but it's true. I, I talk to people nationally, people that recruit or cover Notre Dame. They are as by the book, as close as you can get to the Ivy League. With you have to get into school. And you have to yeah, maintain sure. your grades like that. They cannot get around that hurdle. Like Stanford's like that, and their names like that. Outside of that, like everybody else can kind of finagle some numbers and work around some some transcripts. Mm-hmm. Like no Notre Dame, it, it, no, you, you have to get into school or you ain't going there. So that's, I mean, that's just difficult to to do. And yeah, going back to talking about leaving the cupboard bare. Like if they, what's his name, uh, Meyer, Marcus. the tight end. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a monster. That's all they got, though. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, if they don't have him, like, oh my god, they're bad. Um, that's it. so 
Yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement here that this is just a game where like Ole Miss is just better, and you just you just win a tough you just win a tough SEC West game. Like that's mm-hmm. just think that's of just it. Tennessee last year, just compare it to that. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. That's a good comp. Um, as yeah. far as you know, going into a road environment, we're not going to have to rely on the quarterback to win the game for us, though. We're general. We're much healthier than we were during that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, man. We were walking wounded on offense in that game. We we all the receivers were hurt outside of Jacor Pearson. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. else and just Dan played through injury. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and uh, we have a running game that's, I mean, ironically, better this year. I don't think – Yeah. Looking back, I don't think Ely played in that game. I don't think so. I don't remember. He did playing. early. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure he got stuck well, in the goal he, line early. I was going to say he didn't do much if he played because I don't remember a single, <laughs> a single Cause, carry. Because yeah. for some reason he was toting the rock on the goal line instead of Snoop Connor. Instead um, of Snoop, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Kevin Smith. Um, I thought you were going Jeff Levy. <laughs> yeah. He's he's doing big things over there. Um, all right. So, yeah. Ole Miss, I, I think we all agree. Just, I mean, it, it's almost kind of like a throw your helmet on the field and just win the game type deal. Because Ole Miss is a better team, which is weird to say when you're playing LSU in Baton Rouge, but that's just where we are right now in this crazy world of college football. Um, mm-hmm. All right, um, I got a lock right off the bat. If we're uh, if we're ready to go, um, yeah, let's go. I'm gonna go ahead and lock up UCLA Oregon over seventy two. Okay. Um, over I, I just, what number seventy two? Yes. <laughs> I think uh, – I, I know, man. But, look, this is going to be a absolute battle of two quarterbacks that are playing at a really high level right now. And I, I'm not laughing when I say that. I'm not crossing my fingers. But don't look, but Bo Nix has been really good since that Georgia game. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, Oregon's got a really good running game. And they've got some receivers that can really play. Um, his name is escaping me, but they do have a um, UCLA transfer receiver that has been really good for him so far. Um, and I think this is just going to be a shootout. And I, I like UCLA to win a close one. DTR is playing exceptional. Um Chase Coda is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, him, Troy Franklin, Chris Hudson. They've got some receivers that can go get it. And then uh, Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington toting the rock um, along with Bo Nix. I think it's going to be a fun one. I like the Bruins. I think they're legit. Um, I don't think it's a fluke anymore. Um, it's going to be a tough environment um, at Watson Stadium for UCLA. But uh, this is a – Hell of a matchup between two top ten teams, and I, I like I, I just just get me over. Like I, I really don't care who wins. Like I, I would love for the Ducks to win because I love Oregon. Um, shout out Phil Knight. Um, but but yeah, give me the over. All right, well then let's uh, let's stay here and give me the Bruins plus six. I agree with your Ooh. analysis completely. I just think uh, Bo Nix has had a good really pick. good season. He's outperformed, I think, our expectations as SEC fans. You know, going out there, he's done well. There's a little bit of a JRP effect, John Rice Plumley effect, in that <laughs> in that conference. 
he looks yeah. better against corners because he's not playing against NFL corners every week. So right. um, that matters, it turns out. Uh, but I still think DTR is better. So I think Nix has yeah. had a really good year, but I think DTR is better. He's better for Chip Kelly's offense. And mm-hmm. it's a Chip Kelly revenge game, man. Like he's going back to Oregon, um, the place where he was sort of unceremoniously. I don't know. Did they actually fire him or did he get to resign? I can't remember how that ended, but you got to think. He was running right this one. Either way. Yeah, he was, he yeah, was right, out, right. Sort of left in disgrace, right? He's back. UCLA would be in the driver's seat in the Pac-12, right, with a win here. I think they're still undefeated in conference, maybe undefeated, period. Are they still undefeated? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're undefeated. Yeah, so everything to play for. Look, we're not, nobody's mentioning this about UCLA. UCLA has a shot at the college football playoff if they win this game. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who would have thought that coming into this season? I watched their offensive line dominate. They're better Utah. than Southern Cal, too. I think so. I think so. And it, now, it, it, I'm glad they don't have them, you know, on deck. And they had a bye week last week, but Oregon had a bye week too, so it sort of mitigated. I just think Chip Kelly with a week to prepare and get ready against an Oregon defense that has not been super impressive. I mean, they've, they've been okay. I just think DTR is going to get his. And UCLA runs the ball. Running game travels, we just talked about that with, with Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah. I think they're going to be able to go up there, establish the, their pace, their tempo, run the ball down Oregon's throw. I do think it's going to get to the high 30s, Zach, so I like you're over there. I just think at the end of the game, it's going to be last one with the ball wins. So give me the six points in a, in a tight game throughout. Yeah, Charbonnet, the running back, is a stud. And this is, I think, the – Third year for DTR and Chip Kelly's system. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good a year ago. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love that pick. I, I mean, when like we say season. good, he's got 15 touchdowns and two picks this year. 75% completion yeah. percentage. I mean, that's that's nasty. Um, bit of a throwback, too. Those before you come back to me. Do what? I said read off one of Nick's picks before oh, you get- yeah. I was going to say real quick, a bit of a throwback. The backup quarterback for UCLA is Ethan Garbers. Uh, he was at Cal, an old Miss player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Nick, um, uh, let's see. He gave us a lot. I'm going to go – I'm going to give him Georgia Tech minus three. And... Yeah, and I'm going to throw out this public service announcement on Nick's behalf. I hope Nick is aware of this. Jeff Sims – Georgia Tech's quarterback is uncertain for this game, so <laughs> if he doesn't play, should I should I bail him out? Because he gave me a, he gave me a lot. Let me. Yeah, I mean, he may be aware of that. I don't know. We didn't we didn't talk with him before these picks were sent to us. So if Sims plays, I love the pick. If Sims doesn't play, I hate the pick. I don't. I want nothing to do with Georgia Tech okay. if Sims doesn't play. I, okay, unfair to him because he's not here to clear his name. I'm going to give him Mississippi State Alabama under sixty one. I'll give him that. Yeah, um, I like that. Because yeah, state never never scores against Bama. No, they've what twice in eight years, something yeah. like that. Like it's it's insane that they haven't been able to score touchdowns. Um. Okay. All right, you want me to go? Yeah, fire away. What can you if you've got if you've got it in front of you? What can you give me as for a total in Texas Tech West Virginia? I can give you 65 and a half. 
Okay, I'm going to take the over, Ooh. 65 and a half, and Texas Tech, West Virginia. These defenses, I think West Virginia is like 104th or 105th in the country in scoring. Texas Tech is 95th or 96th in scoring. Uh, the The game is typically between these two teams is really close. Um, uh, but they, they're playing in Texas Tech or in Lubbock. I guess I should say this year, you know, JT Daniels hasn't been terrible. He's uh, got like a 64% completion percentage, throwing nine touchdowns, three picks. Um, and uh, Texas Tech has lost two in a row. They lost last week or the week before. Uh, maybe they had a bye last week to Oklahoma State. They got beat 41 to 31. Um, and Donovan Smith, their quarterback, is thrown for a bunch of yards and has a high completion percentage, but he's thrown seven picks. Um, I say all that to say, the overs in both of these teams' um, uh, schedules hit all the time. Like, I think Texas Tech has hit five of the last six overs. West Virginia has hit three or four of the last six. Um, you know, it's the highest total between the two teams in, like, five years, but there's a reason for that. That's because their defenses mm-hmm. are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, I think something like, you know, 45-38 type deal, and I think it comfortably goes over 65 and a half. All right. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um, I can't crawl out of this hole if I don't do something crazy. Um, so I'm going to do one here. I don't know. I might shock y'all. I might not. I am going to go Oklahoma State plus six and a half. Um, the same yeah, game. Like that. Here. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. Sorry. Um, man, I don't know. I, I was – I was kind of shocked at at that game last week. Um, I didn't think TCU would clip them. Um, they got them. Was it overtime or just in a regulation? Yeah, overtime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I just think that Texas is better when they have um, Quinn Ewers. Obviously, I think they would have really given Alabama fits if he hadn't have gotten hurt. Um, but I don't know. I just – I think that Mike Gundy and Spencer Sanders are kind of rolling offensively. Um, I, I really like um, what Dominic Richardson brings to the run game for them because Mike Gundy's, you know, very different style, very different scheme, but he, he coaches a little bit like – Kiffin does where they they like to run the football despite running a hurry up no huddle um and running tempo and um I like Braden Johnson at receiver for for Oklahoma State and I don't know man I, I even though Quinn Ewers has been really good and I think that he's a stud I think he's going to be a good quarterback for Texas um in the coming years I just kind of feel like Oklahoma State might get him here it's in Stillwater and I think Texas coming off the win over Iowa State. Uh, it was a close one. Um, you know, kind of the hangover after the Red River uh, shootout game. Um, I feel like this is kind of a get-right game for Oklahoma State. They lost their first one last week. I think that they still got the Big 12 championship in their sights, and I think that uh, Gundy's going to have them ready. And uh, I like them to to win this one. Yeah, I was going to lock that one if you didn't. The one thing that gives me some concern, Spencer Sanders is 
is supposedly banged up. And in the second half last week after the shot wore off, he didn't throw much downfield. So the rumor is he has an injured throwing shoulder. I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to, he's going to, well, he's going to play. He's going to suit up for sure. He's a, he's a warrior, but I just worry that he's not going to be able to take any downfield shots. Um, but they, it didn't matter last week. I mean, they kept it really close with a very good TCU team. I just think Texas is going to be walking into a hornet's nest here. Um, every team circles their game against Texas in the Big 12, and this will be no different. Gundy will have his guys ready. Whether Spencer Sanders is 100% healthy or not, I think OK State can keep pace, if not win out right here. Um, I just don't think – Texas doesn't face many very hostile road environments in this conference. But yeah. this is one where they absolutely do. I mean, even Oklahoma's played on a neutral. So this one, though, this one will be as hostile as it gets in the Big 12. So I'm with you. I, I think you do. OK State's got a shot to win outright here. You do know who the backup quarterback is for Oki State, right? No. Uh-uh. That would be one Gunner Gundy. Oh, nice. What a uh, name. That's almost as he good was- as that's almost as good as Diesel Dart. He was he was highly sought after, right? Like, wasn't he like a four or five star blue chip kid or not? Uh, I, I thought he was that. pretty good. It wasn't just a wasn't just a Gundy thing. Maybe it was. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he went to high school in Stillwater. Obviously, he went to Stillwater High School. Um, uh, he had he had some decent offers or, or some decent interests from. He had a bunch of Ivy Leagues, and then he had Arkansas, Cincy, K State. That's about it. So not bad. Not a, not a yeah. Curious. I mean, that's a, a legitimate recruit. I mean, I, like I, yeah. I think people weren't recruiting him because they knew he was going to go to Oklahoma State. Right. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he, I'm, sure where, I'm sure he lit it up at Stillwater High School. Yeah, his dad and uncle both played college quarterback. He probably is will be okay if he ever has to play. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Let's hope he doesn't have to play this week though. Um, Just a right. quick uh, quick look at him in high school. Because whatever, this is our show, and it's what we do. Um, he had a 32 and five record as a starter. Um, he started after his sophomore season and finished out. Um, as a senior, he passed for 3,481 yards and 47 touchdowns against just three picks. So if he has to get out there and spin it, he can probably do it against Texas' defense. Yeah, and they'll be conservative. I mean, Gundy's going to run the ball if he's got a banked up starter or a backup in. I mean, He's not a, a complete idiot. So I, I think they can keep it close with Texas. Again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went out right here. Yeah. I love it. All right. We want to throw one up for Nick or Yeah, go uh, ahead. Did you give him one? Okay, go, yeah. Uh so we'll go. We'll go K State TCU under 54 and a half. Um, yeah, just I like that. Face, one. I love that. And uh, I'm actually going to stay there and right. lock in K-State plus whatever I can get. Three and a half or four? Where are we? What uh, a pick. Kansas State, I can give you three and a half. Okay. Let me uh, – Hangover for TCU. Hangover for TCU. And how many times can they get off – well, not to get off the map because they keep winning. How many times can they get up for games like this? So this has been their stretch run. Starting October 1st, TCU had Oklahoma, which they dominated, won outright, huge. 
Then they went to Kansas for a big game. You know, at that time, yeah. Kansas was yeah. still undefeated. Huge game. They win that game. They come and back. That, and that was Oklahoma. a dog fight, even with Daniels going down. Yeah, exactly. Dog fight. They win by seven at Kansas. Big win. Come back home to OK State. Another huge game. That game goes to overtime. They win by three, 43-40. Again, keep in mind, they have – there are no buys, right? So we, we've gone October 1st, October 8th. October 15th, just high-intensity games back-to-back-to-back. And this week they get K-State, who just had a bye. And there aren't many teams in the Big 12 that can lean on you and win a grinder. K-State is one of those teams. This is not the team you want to see at the end of a long month after playing three high-intensity, very emotional games. This team is going to come lean on you for four quarters. I think Kansas State may nip them here, get them outright. I'll certainly take the points. Um, I just think it's going to be played at K-State's pace, relatively low scoring, which is why I like Knicks under. I don't think TCU is going to be able to go up and down the field. I think K-State plays keep away for much of the game, has an outside shot to, to pull away late and win. Love it. Um, right, that's ben. a really good pick, both of them. Yeah, so I'm going to um, – I think before the season we talked about win totals and I took under Northwestern um their win total and they are completely following suit um to what I uh predict they're one in five or one in six now. They've not scored more than fourteen points in any game in the last month. So I'm gonna take Maryland minus thirteen and a half against Northwestern. I know that Talia Tago Bailoa is injured. I don't know if he's going to play or isn't. He's questionable. It, I don't think it matters. Northwestern's terrible. They're going to be playing on the road. Northwestern, <clears throat> they, they're they known for playing decent defense, getting the game muddy, slowing the ball down, you know, taking the ball out of there, that, that kind of deal. They went to Wisconsin, who's struggled this year, as Zach knows personally, because Illinois burned him in that game, gave up 322 yards passing and six touchdowns to Wisconsin. I mean, they're, yeah. they're terrible on defense, but they make up for it by not being able to score any points. <laughs> I don't really yeah. think it matters who plays quarterback for uh, Maryland. I, I, I don't get this line at all. It That means I'm probably, like, missing something greatly. But Maryland minus 13 and a half seems like free money to me. So I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Terps. Love it. I like it. Fear the turtle. I mean, basically, it comes down to whether or not Maryland can score 14 points. If so, they probably cover. Yeah, and and they know after this, it gets tricky for Maryland. They play at Wisconsin, at Penn State, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So they've yeah, they got they've got to take care of business here. Yep. All right, for Nick's final one, we're a little spicy here. Going to go South Carolina plus three at home against Texas A&M. I don't hate this pick. Um, I, I know Haynes King is back from the injury. Uh, I don't actually know what the injury was. Well, well, is he, though? I think Jimbo's being a little coy about that. I saw where Jimbo said he's, quote, available. But th- is he going to yeah. start? Yeah, see, I don't know. Like, is it yeah. – is, yeah, is he going to start or is he just going to be there? Um, yeah. Man, I don't know. Like, I think South Carolina coming off a bye um, at home. It's a night game. We talked about it earlier, man. Williams-Brice gets rowdy at night. 
and I think Beamer's going to have them ready. And I, I just don't think a and that good. And South Carolina, you know, beat Kentucky on the road, and they had their bye. They're going to be just raring to go. And you've got to factor in a and a little bit of look ahead here to next week when they host Ole Miss. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this pick by Nick. I, I, I think that South Carolina could absolutely make this a just – rock fight behind Sonic and win this one in an ugly fashion. Carolina's finally getting healthy too. They they've had some guys out for several yeah. weeks. And and key pieces. Yeah. And and Marshawn Lloyd is finally looking like the blue chip running back that they recruited after the two ACL injuries. He's playing really well. Um maybe this is the game where where it all clicks for Sp- for Spencer Rattler. He's been up and down. I I've said it all year. I think it's the play calling. They won't really let him cut it loose. But, um, yeah, I like this pick. I think A&M is absolutely beatable. Yeah, I agree. Especially we need South Carolina to beat them up, too. So, yeah, they need yeah. to. Yeah. Yes. Just go on and pound them. Like, beat them bad. All right. Um. All right, let me hold on. I'm I'm scrolling here for my final one. I am Ben. If you got one, fire away. I'm I'm still mulling. I've got I've picked three. I've I've got under. Oh, you have also Miss LSU, and then I took Maryland minus thirteen and a half, and over in Texas Tech, West Virginia. Okay, I got one. I'm gonna go. Well, shit, I thought I had one. Oh, here it is. Okay, I'm going Tulane minus seven mm-hmm. over Memphis. Uh, Tulane, dude, quietly, what are they, six and one now? Six and one? Five and one. Oh, six and one, that's right, yeah. Um, ranked. Uh, Memphis is just, man, they just don't have it. I, I think uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today. I think they're a uh, perfect example of, and I don't know how – bad it's been for them but i think that they're probably uh a little mix of you know they're running out of the mike norvell roster and then also some guys have transferred out and then i, I just i think also just two lanes is good um michael pratt at quarterback he's been really good um the running back uh tajay spears has been really good for Tulane. um I mean, Tulane. Their defense is nasty. Yeah, they're they're giving up right at three hundred yards per game, but like pretty pretty salty. Like only one thirty two on the ground, one sixty six through the air. Um, and I mean, Willie Fritz has just quietly put together a really good. They're undefeated in the American. Uh, Yulman Stadium should be rowdy. I think the weather is going to be fantastic. It's an afternoon game. Um. And then Memphis is coming off a four-overtime loss to ECU. And then before that, they lost a tight one to Houston. Um, so they're kind of licking their wounds. I, I just like the Green Wave to get it done at home. They're the better team. I expect them to win by probably 12, 14 points. Yeah, I like that. I actually looked at that one as well. like the under there, too. I just don't think Memphis scores on Tulane. Uh, with Fritz's, you know, sort of triple option modified offense, I think yeah. Tulane plays ball control and just plays keep away. 
uh, I don't I don't see Memphis really even being that competitive, honestly, especially after the last two heartbreaking games. They, uh, you know, like you said, multiple overtime game at ECU the week before that absolute heartbreaker against Houston, where they gave up what twenty one unanswered in the fourth quarter to lose the game outright. Oh, dude, they um, fucking burned me. Yeah, now they get to go play against a team that leans on you, that plays really good defense and runs the ball right at you. I, I think Memphis could be approaching quit territory here. Um, let's see. So I got one more, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't understand this one. I I, I know that this game is uh, between two undefeateds, but one of these teams is not like the other. It, this this is not this line cannot be right. Give me Fraud. the Clemson the Clemson Tigers lane minus thirteen and a half against Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse is, look, I, they're technically undefeated, but they should have lost to Purdue. In, yeah. An incredibly fluky game. Last week they got the benefit of playing North Carolina State without North Carolina State starting quarterback. Um, won that game and covered. But th- this is this is a complete mismatch. These rosters look nothing alike. Clemson has blue chip players all over the place, future NFL guys. They, they've finally gotten their guys back on defense, D-line, and in the backfield. Um, Syracuse's offense is not the high-flying Dino Babers offense of years past. They're much more ground and pound with, with Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker at running back, and they're they're both pretty good in this offense, surprisingly so. Their defense has been surprisingly good, but that's relative to what we expected coming into the year compared to Clemson. These are these teams are not in the same league. I don't get how this is under two touchdowns at Clemson. I know it's a sleepy 11 a.m. kickoff, but I think Clemson could accidentally win by 24, 27 here. Like I, I just don't, I don't see Syracuse moving the ball and scoring, and I don't see them stopping Clemson's ground game. I mean, DJU, by the way, is quietly having a pretty good year again. He's kind of becoming the quarterback people expected him to be. He's never going to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, let's just be clear about that. Yeah. But He's more than adequate, and he's a hell of a lot better than Garrett Schrader. So let me lay the 13 and a half. This feels like stealing, which obviously means that Clemson will lose outright, but I just don't see how this is not like 34-10 Clemson. Yeah, I honestly had forgotten about that game, and I, I, that's a great pick. Hey, I think this is a little bit of a little bit of fool's gold. Uh, the, the total is, is enticing as well. I see it at only 49 and a half. But approach with caution there because this could be just like a Python game where Clemson, you know, beats them 34 nothing, and then you're screwed. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Clemson's front seven is as good as anybody on paper. They're starting to play like it on the field. And then, yeah, I mean, Uyangalele is playing really well. Will Shipley runs it well. And then uh, I know Ole Miss fans will hate to hear it. But uh, Antonio Williams is uh, yeah. pretty good yep. at catching footballs. Um, so uh, to all you uh, Murphy Holloway stands out there, not a uh, not a good look. But um, <laughs> all jokes aside, he's having a really good year. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. So yeah, good board. Um, I, d- last week was a little touch and go. I I was. We had some we we had some locks out there that I was a little iffy on and didn't feel great about, but um I'm feeling good about this week. I think we're gonna have another week six where we uh we all go uh two and one at least. And um yeah, 
we keep uh keep climbing back to towards the black so uh that's gonna do it for the week eight edition of hit that line uh we'll be back next week for week nine stay locked in at omspirit.com part of on three we will have all kinds of pre-game previews analysis all that stuff we've got some recruiting stuff up there of course we've got uh i anticipate Ole Miss getting another on three consensus four star on friday um we'll have a preview on that up on the site as well and then uh heading into the weekend Ole Miss lsu 230 cbs uh should be a good one so fellas we got anything else before we head out No, let's let's get past this one this weekend. Huge, I mean that's an understatement. Biggest game of the season. So uh, for those of you that traveling yeah. down, if be you safe. could pick between winning this week or next week, but you can't win both, which one do you pick? I uh, give me this week. I think I agree. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I want it just for the rivalry factor, like. I just I, I, I sure. never wanted want to lose to LSU. Also, I think we with a two thirty kick, you go to LSU and you win. More eyes are going to see that. I just think it's a little bit less of a blow. I know that A and M is the lesser opponent, mm-hmm. but an eight and zero Ole Miss team that drops a road game to A and M, I think it's viewed differently than a seven and zero Ole Miss team that drops a, the game at LSU at two thirty with. A million more viewers. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking too much into that, but I think that you gain a lot more respect with another win, with the LSU win. How – okay. Over under 20 minutes into the game before you're muting it because Gary Danielson is so bad. Oh, my God. The worst. (laughs) He's after his first to, Billy Can, after his first Billy Cannon reference, yeah, oh, dude, that's on the bingo board. That's going to be the first one off the bingo board. They're gonna, they're gonna do it. Um, yeah, he's going to try to turn Jaden Daniels into a, a Heisman. Oh, it's it'll be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right. Fun week. Um, another good slate of games. We got some winners out there. Um, tell us your own risk uh if you're gonna fade anybody fade me because i've been bad um but yeah we'll be back next week um nick will be back next week um shout out to him um he is out working um staying busy uh last thing i will say um just real quick um i do want to uh give our condolences to the uh Mississippi State family, as uh, they lost a member of their team this week, um, just just a terrible situation. Sam Westmoreland. Um, so yeah, I seriously, like all due respect, it just just awful news. Um, hope that uh, the Mississippi State family um, can uh, get through this. Uh, just all I can say is just just hug your people, man. It's uh it's uh it's 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 tough so um but i hate to end on that note but i forgot to do it at the top of the show um so i just want to get that in there but um that's going to do it for hit that line um y'all have a good rest of the week have a good weekend stay safe out there and we out 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.